Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to listen in and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Dealing with Criticism. And in this message, the preacher will give practical ways in which we can conduct ourselves when we are confronted with unjust criticism. Unfortunately, when we try to do what is right, the devil will see to it that criticism is sent our way to try to discourage us. So we pray that today's message will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. For a memorial of her. Verse 9, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. You know what that is? That is almost a mandate by Jesus to every preacher in the world to preach on this every so often. She gets memorialized, folks. So if you do something for the Lord, as this woman did, you'll be criticized by man, but memorialized by the Lord. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And again, the only way to avoid this kind of criticism is say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. Verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7. Now remember something. These were his converts. These were his converts, but there had uh, come detractors within the group, and uh, he ended up having to defend his ministry to his own converts, which seems rather ironic, but it was because of this kind of criticism. Verse 7, do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so uh, are we Christ's. Uh, by the way, when, when criticism against a leader uh, gets churning hard enough, what happens is there's an objectifying and demonizing phenomena that takes place where they, they, they are no longer human. They become an object and they get demonized to where they get caricatured. And then people feel free to just say anything and do anything toward them. This is what has happened to Paul. And Paul is saying here, he said, look, if any man trusts himself that he is Christ, I mean, you know, these are all good guys saying this. Uh, look at the rest of the verse. Let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are what? We Christ's. <laughs> Don't forget, we're believers too. See, that's what he's doing. He's pushing back on that objectifying and that demonizing that takes place. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification, verse 8, and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. Uh, for his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. So at this point, Paul can't do anything right. He can't say the right things. He doesn't even have the right presence. You know, why is the preacher wearing that suit? You know, that sort of thing. R ridiculousness here. Uh, Paul in another place says, who is offended and I burn not. That's that objectifying and demonizing to the point where he can't even say or even his presence becomes contemptible. 
uh, verse 11, he says this, let such an one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, then we are absent, such will we be in also indeed when we are present, for we dare not to make ourselves at the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. And then I think of one more in Scripture, which we won't turn to. The Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and his enemies, his enemies casting this into his face. Others he saved. Himself he cannot save. So truth be known, we've all been on both sides of this. We've been the criticized and we've been the criticizer. Again, we talked about uh, dealing with a critical spirit in ourselves if we become the criticizer. And certain professions are more susceptible than others. Uh, people in political office, people in any kind of leadership position. Uh, media is a big critic. Media is a big critic. And you know what? They must all be saints because they all give themselves a pass. It is as if they are the anointed and the rest of us are the benighted. So again, we're not talking about constructive criticism that seeks to restore and improve and help. Uh, as the Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. We should be humble enough to take this. We're talking about this other kind of rogue criticism that uh, is oftentimes slander. So let's look at four rules for dealing with it. When it comes your way, number one, remember that it's inevitable. Remember that it is inevitable. In other words, don't try to stop it. Anything that moves is going to cause friction. And, you know, when I, look at, uh, when I look at David in the Psalms, when I look at David in the Psalms, I, I, I think of a man who has basically worked out a deal with God, and the deal is this. Lord, I'll fight your battles. You, you got my back. I'll fight your battles, Lord, and I know you've got my back. Don't try to stop it. Anything that moves will cause friction. I found out a long, long ago, even among Christians, the only two things that the brethren will never forgive you of, the first is failure, and the other is success. <laughs> it's inevitable, folks. It's going to happen. I remember when Brother Lester Roloff had those, um, those homes for the, the boys and the girls, and uh, uh, the media went after him down there in Texas, and they wrote articles about him, and one article had a big headline, Roloff's Robots. And what was that criticism about? Oh, they were all the time quoting Scripture. All the time quoting Scripture they memorized. All the time singing songs that they had memorized. But what the media didn't tell you is those kids prior to going to those homes had been on drugs. Their lives had been ruined. And they'd been in and out of trouble continually. And even their families had given up trying to help them. And some were even court-ordered uh, to get that help. But it's inevitable. It's inevitable. George Mueller in the 1800s in Bristol, England, in the days when the, the, the street urchins, they used to call them, uh, the orphans, but they called them street urchins, street kids, were all over the place, and they, and they were this big social mess 
that that England had and I, I liken it maybe to the illegal alien situation and now you got uh, governors busing them from uh, southern states border states up into some of these uh, sanctuary cities I think it's interesting that these sanctuary cities are starting to squawk now and aren't as sanctuary as they thought they were but this was a day and age when all of England was wringing its hands what to do with these kids and there was there was very much a sort of caste system mentality um, they really wanted these kids off the streets but they didn't really want them to progress believe it or not beyond their their social status uh, if they were these street urchins and these ragamuffin kids uh, essentially that's what they should remain but we just don't want them on the streets we just don't want the messiness of the situation and they had no answer. And George Mueller uh, housed over 10,000 of these boys and girls in his lifetime. And not only did he give them a place to, to sleep and to eat and gave them help with literally no government and public support, strictly by faith, strictly by prayer, strictly by donation, he helped them. They taught them trades. Uh, they educated them. And, and they just, just not only spiritually blessed them, and, and many of these kids coming to Christ, but, but lifted them socially into another strata. And, and guess what the media there did? They criticized him. They criticized him. I, I say to you, number one today, it's inevitable. Number two, number two, remember this. It isn't understandable. It isn't understandable. Don't try to figure it out. You'll go crazy. You'll, you'll try to dissect the motivations. You'll, 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 you'll begin to self-examine to the point, what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? What could I have done differently? And like I said, my, my personality and temperament is I tend to internalize things. I have to fight this, uh, this, this all the time. Now, as I said before, with constructive criticism, the worst critic can teach you something. But uh, if you focus on this, uh, your focus will be ruined. Your focus will be ruined. Uh, one thing I learned a long time ago is um, I, I got uh, a long time ago in the ministry, my first 10 years or so, I would every once in a while I would get what I call a poison pen letter. And uh, it was a poison pen letter because uh, nobody signed it. And, and so it, it would be critical of something, uh, my ministry or the church or whatever. And uh, there's, a, there's a couple of problems with that. First of all, if it is good criticism, um, who do you know to thank? But the bad part of it, if it's not so good and, and not true and, and nothing you could do about it, and it's the kind that just hurts your spirit, you stand in the pulpit the next Sunday, and that letter came from nobody, and it came from everybody at the same time. So I gave my secretary these instructions. If you don't see a return address on it, uh, open it up. Run straight to the bottom of the letter. Don't read the letter. If you don't see it signed, throw it out. I don't even know why. I don't even want to know I got it. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled Dealing with Criticism by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher gave us much to consider when it comes to our attitude towards criticism in our lives when it is unnecessary and unfounded. As the saying goes, what is popular is not always right, and what is right is not always popular. But thanks be to God that we have a Savior that understands our struggles. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. 
And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor Michael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-aged groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.